0: Entrepreneurs are often encouraged just to put up this facade of of success Mm -hmm. and hustle, that it can be great if you're looking to wow a crowd or maybe win an investment, but Mm -hmm. it is not going to open the the kind of doors for you that if you say like, I'm great at this, but I'm really struggling over here, Mm -hmm. and I could use some help, someone's gonna come to your aid.
1: Science, technology, engineering, and math are all great careers, but they're also fills with additional barriers to entry for women, people of color, and other amazing members of our community who have been historically marginalized in STEM. I'm Dr. Pamela McCauley, and welcome to Stepping Up STEM. On this show, I'm having conversations with impactful and passionate leaders, making a difference in STEM education, innovation, and entrepreneurship. My guest today is Tim Scales. Tim is the Executive Director of American Underground, a startup hub in downtown Durham. Bringing together a community for entrepreneurs, AU gives innovators a place to grow their ideas and provides resources that support them too. We're so glad that Tim could join us for the podcast today. Welcome, Tim.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Oh, awesome. Last time I was there visiting AU my very first time, I just can't tell you how excited I was about seeing all the resources that you all are offering and meeting some of the entrepreneurs that are there. But I would love to talk a little bit about American Underground, some of the key resources, and also your experiences there at American Underground. Uh, But first, let's talk a little bit about Tim. Tell me a little bit about your life (laughs) and your career.
0: So I have come to the American Underground through a fairly roundabout route. Uh, my first career was in the arts. I was a theater major, went into theater production and then producing and oh, marketing. Fun. Spent about 10 years doing that in New York and Massachusetts and then back here, uh-huh. uh, came back home to the Triangle. Okay. And after about 10 years, needed to change direction and so went back to school as a way to pivot, as they say, in my career. Okay. And went to Duke for a, for a business degree and then... During my time there, I had one plan for what I was going to do after. But during my time okay. there, that mm. plan changed and I uh, got that the entrepreneurship bug. It can definitely happen, <laughs> especially when you're surrounded by creative, interesting, right. smart people. All of a sudden you're like, oh, I, maybe I need to think bigger. Maybe oh. I think differently. I had been an entrepreneur previously. I had a, had my own business, but the, I started like a tech startup kind of approach, which is a very different kind of entrepreneurship okay. for me. It was me and a co founder who is a software engineer, and we got that started and ran it for about a year. And it was, uh, on the business side, it was unsuccessful, but on the learning and uh, experience side, it was amazing. Uh, so I learned don't all about it. you find that,
1: I mean, every, even some of the most challenging situations. I mean, I think that for me, those have been the ones where I learned the most.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I learned from doing all the wrong things every time I had the opportunity to do so, (laughs) and uh, and that is the great way to learn. If you get it right the first time, you don't realize why you got it right, but if you get it wrong, you know why you got it wrong. Exactly. And and so I think I'm sure that'll
1: be encouraging
0: to folks to hear that seriously,
1: (laughs) because so many people we make a mistake and we think, oh my gosh, it's over, and Mm -hmm. that's not it at all. You've learned something very valuable. Yeah. So I I think that's, that's precious advice. Yeah.
0: So when I shut that down, I I knew that I wanted to stay in entrepreneurship. I had been a member of the American Underground while I was starting that startup and got okay. to know the community. And so when I had the opportunity to join on staff and be part of the team running the community in the space, mm. uh, I was thrilled to do so. That's wonderful. There are so many resources
1: throughout the Triangle for entrepreneurs. I mean, this whole area is just, I would think, is an innovator or an entrepreneur's heaven because there's so many different things that are available to support you. Let's talk a little bit more about American Underground, and your perspective in terms of what is AU's ultimate mission.
0: Yeah, I think there's two sides to that. I think you're absolutely right that this region has a wealth of opportunities and resources. It really does uh, in a way that can be can be confusing and overwhelming at, as well, in that you don't really know where to start sometimes, and you don't know who to go to 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 be pointed in the right direction. So mm. part of the reason the AU was started was to be a, a catalyst and a center of gravity for entrepreneurship uh, especially tech entrepreneurship in okay. Durham and the triangle a place that people could gather and be their sort of the front door to these resources okay. and once they were in the community then they would receive the connections and help they needed to get on the right path okay so that was part of it and then the other side was the this sort of aspirational ongoing important goal of being the most diverse tech ecosystem in the country mm. and that is uh, I think on the first goal, we have we have proven success on the okay. second. That's not a declare victory kind of goal. Sure. It's an ongoing effort to continue to build a diverse community and inclusive culture at the AU and something that will continue to be a, a founding principle of the AU moving forward.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, I, I, it was so nice to meet some of the entrepreneurs who were there while I was visiting. Uh, and looks like you are, are well on your way to creating that diverse and inclusive culture. How about... Other resources that AU provides to entrepreneurs. Can you share a little bit more about that? And uh, would love to hear any examples, maybe, how some folks have used those resources.
0: Yeah, so we I usually break that in into three categories. Okay. Um, on a basic level, we provide space, physical okay. space, workspace, um, okay. so private offices and co-working, and that can be just a space for an entrepreneur to to get out of the house, out of the coffee shop, and find productive and focused workspace. But that's kind of the, the sort of basics of co-working. And what we okay. layer on top of that is the, the real value of the community. Okay. Um, it is the community and the network itself. Okay. Uh, and so it's uh, there's a thousand people who are part of the AU right now and, and thousands more who have been through the community and part of our broader network. Mm-hmm. And once you step into that, you have the ability to, to raise your hand through our Slack channel or through our in-person events and say, here's where I am, here's who I am, here's what I'm struggling with, how can I get some help and how can I get connected uh, and we have a supportive community that will volunteer their time, their energy, their okay. uh, their empathy. That's a huge part of it too. <laughs> is just you. when you're lonely as an entrepreneur, being part of a broader community can make all the so difference. So true.
1: So is it is this affordable for your struggling young entrepreneurs? I mean, how might a person who's just starting out gain access to some of those resources and and still be able to spend their resources on their business? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, our, our uh, lowest cost membership is 149 a month. Okay. Uh, and so that's for co working access to the community, but it also includes the Slack channel and all events and okay. everything to get connected. That's affordable. Um, so it's basically like if you're going to a coffee shop and buying a cup of coffee right. every few days uh, as a place to work out of, just get the free coffee at the AU and, and pay the membership fee.
1: <laughs> that's well worth it. Well, share one of your favorite stories of a company's success with AU. Favorite and I know is you tough. probably have several, <laughs> but just pick a. One that you think our audience would
0: be? I'll pick like one or maybe two or three. Please do. Please do. (laughs) Um, One that I always like to talk about is a company called Tiny Earth Toys, which was Mm -hmm. founded by uh, a female founder named Rachel Classy. In the midst of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. she started a sustainable toy subscription company where they would buy wow. high-quality toys and then rent them out to families who could then trade those. What a
1: great idea. It is a great idea.
0: I have a four-year-old at home. I wish that she had started about two years earlier <laughs> so that I could get ahead right, of all that Right, because plastic what do you clutter. do with all
1: those toys after?
0: Exactly. Wow, yeah. what a great idea. So it was a great idea. She started in her bedroom. She needed a place to not only build her team, but mm-hmm. also build her, her warehousing capacity and her shipping and all okay. the sort of operations of that. So she was able to start with a small office at the AU and then add more and more space as she grew. And she grew her team while she was there. She went from just her to hiring wow. her first employee to I think they had seven at the end. And then they ultimately graduated to their own warehouse space because they needed wow. to really establish a headquarters. So that how is a, exciting. It's a, such a success story and of f- how you quick. can scale up. Yeah. If it was started it was very during the quick. pandemic. That is not always, things right. don't always move like that. But she was on the right track from the beginning.
1: Oh, that's very insightful.
0: So that was a that was a fun one to watch grow and to play a small role in, in helping right. be that sort of flexible space and community to get her started.
1: That is so cool. I, I love how today this digital economy, I mean, has changed the way that we think about so many different things from transportation to food, now to toys. Mm-hmm. So this, this is awesome. Now, AU is located in downtown Durham, but your resources extend beyond the Bull City. Uh, what are some programs that entrepreneurs can take advantage of even if they aren't able— to get to the
0: co-working space? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll, I'm going to answer it, and I'm also going to kev- give a caveat to my answer. So the answer is we, the network is, at this point, is national, is international. So you can be okay. part of the AU community from anywhere okay. or be part of the AU community from here and connect with people anywhere. We're also a Google for Startups tech hub,
1: which mm. means we have a
0: relationship with not only Google, but the other tech hubs around the world. Okay. And so wow. we can provide access to space and resources on that level as well.
1: How did that happen, Tim? How did you guys get to the relationship with Google?
0: That's right from the beginning. So they were part of it. They were a founding partner of the AU. Um, okay. If you walk into the AU, you kind of look around. You're like, wait, is this a Google location? Because some of their designers were brought in. and, and uh, Really? So it, so there's a slide. There's a lot of color. Okay. It's sort of Google-inspired. Uh, cool. But they've been an ongoing partner. Their main relationship at this point is uh, focused around our Black Founders Exchange, which okay. is a, a program we offer every fall. Um, okay. So they've been great partners along the way.
1: Fantastic. Talk to me a little bit about the Black Founders Exchange.
0: Yeah, that is a it's a week long intensive for uh, yeah. Black founders from anywhere in the country to come to Durham for uh, an intensive session of speakers and workshops and skills trainings. Okay. Culminating in some pitch prep and then a pitch competition uh, with a cash okay. prize and and other benefits. And it is it's valuable in the content that you receive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I what people have this is our seventh year, and what people have really gained the most mm-hmm. value from is you get thrown in with 10 other founders for a week, and you're, you're living in the same hotel. You're spending all day together. You forge wow. some real connections during that time. And then you're a part of the alumni community as well. So we have 40 or 50 alumni companies wow, now across exciting. the country. And so, so are most of the companies still around? I think our stat is 94% are still uh, wow. operating. Uh, and they've gone on to raise something like $30 million in venture capital after the program. That is
1: outstanding. So it
0: really is a launch pad for some of these companies.
1: Oh, fantastic. That's exciting. I would love to uh, share more information about that with some of my network. So let's talk a little bit about numbers. Statistically speaking, what are the benefits of a founder working with American
0: Underground or a tech hub like yours? That is a tricky question to answer from a statistical point of view because we don't have the control group of the, okay. the non-AU members. I but I can give you some numbers. Okay. Speaking from my personal experience as a founder at the AU, mm-hmm. uh, a solo founder, I think one of the biggest benefits for me was the efficiency that I gained from that. Because being a solo founder, especially someone who's grown up with Google, the impulse is often, if you get stuck, oh, I'll just Google it. And then you can send right. yourself down this rabbit hole of, of searching, which can take hours. Mm-hmm. But when I was part of the AU, as a founder, I was able to put my hand up and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Is there anyone in this community who would be willing to, to talk me and through And that's on it? the
1: Slack channel? That's on the Doing Slack that. channel, okay. yeah,
0: through Well, the, the
1: membership is worth the Slack channel. Uh, seriously, like you said, think about how much time we spend looking for answers and trying to come up with different things. Exactly. So yeah. One, the-
0: I remember one time I was really struggling with Facebook ads, um, mm-hmm. customer acquisition through Facebook. And I knew that I was just kind of throwing my money away, but I didn't know what to do. Right. Uh, and I got connected with uh, a founder named Ricky Woolman of uh, Written Word Media, which is a local startup. And she is a uh, digital advertising expert. And okay. she spent 20 minutes. She sat down. She looked at my Facebook ads account. She basically said, throw all that away, here's the better way to do it. Here's how to be smart with your money. So I not only saved dozens of hours of research and trial and error, but I also mm-hmm. saved hundreds of dollars of wow. wasted spend there. So that's the kind of those are the kind of stats that I can bring okay. into to why it's valuable. Yeah
1: no I mean I, I understand and it is difficult. I know when I was at NSF it was part of the ICOR program program director, it is sometimes difficult because you're right with the and the absence of a control group. But what we did see is that folks who went through programs like i and I would probably say the same for a lot of folks who are doing American Underground, the amount of time that you save by getting that kind of knowledge early on is just priceless. You know, with the i program, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but mm-hmm. we take them through customer discovery and, and then they have industry mentors. And so it really does make a huge difference and i also think it it inspires confidence you know once you you've be, you've been here and you've learned some of this so i i know i've been an entrepreneur for years and early on i would i didn't know what i was doing Dan. i did <laughs> not i started a tech firm and did government contracting i just i the, and that was way before a lot of these incubators and, and incubators probably start a little bit afterwards cuz this is my first company i started in 99 and so it, it took, a, took some time, took some time for the uh, industry to catch up. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm so thrilled when I see things like uh, AU because I know so many entrepreneurs need it. So how would someone connect with you if or get more information if they're interested in learning about AU?
0: Of course. Yeah, our website is AmericanUnderground.com. Okay. Um, we're on Instagram for behind the scenes photos of our events and programs or on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I'm always happy to have a conversation with folks about entrepreneurship and the triangle, about the AU or anything related. Okay. Um, you, folks can reach me at info at com. Go straight okay. to me. And we also have That's regular uh, public events. So every uh, few months we'll have an open happy hour, things like that. So Okay, awesome. Well, folks can reach
1: out to you and follow up to see what's going on with AU. I mean, again, I thought it was just so... Fantastic, the time I spent there. And would love to, while we're telling stories about maybe a learning experience that you saw a company go through and as a a part of being with AU or something that they gained that was was particularly valuable for them, uh, I find people would love to hear stories and it helps us really get a sense for what's available.
0: For that, I think of uh, a founder named Anil Chawala who founded a company called Archive Social. Um, This was in the early days of AU. But he has been a part of the community and, and connected, and a mentor since okay. he has uh, he started and scaled up uh, Archive Social within within Durham. And why I think of him is because he was one of the most active founders we've had in taking advantage of all available mm, resources. Okay. So he was a part of an incubator program. He was very connected in the community. He found resources like hiring opportunities through the AU. And so he was someone who who really leaned into the community side of things right and was active and visible and therefore was also able to access the resources. And I think that's where people find the most mm-hmm. success is when they they don't just show up to work, but they show up to be a part of something bigger. and right. they, they give a little, they get a little and they become embedded in a way that really opens doors for them.
1: That I'm, I'm so glad you you put it in that context because if someone does get the membership at AU, uh, obviously coming there, you know there will be resources. But what do you have you seen are some of the best strategies to take advantage of? And it sounds like you're saying show up and use the resources. Connect with the community.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we the AU team is is available to make those introductions. So I have a lot of conversations with new members saying like, where are you in your in your journey? What are you looking for? Who are you hoping to, to speak okay. with? I had a conversation with the founder this morning and right afterwards shot off two or three intro emails for people that could maybe help him on his next step. But we don't know that unless you you tell us. You don't. Right. the The rest of the community doesn't know where you are unless you're also willing to share that. So, we encourage people to be vocal about where they are, but okay. also be vocal about their challenges. Okay, and it can be hard to to talk about what you're struggling with. Absolutely. Um, especially if you're you spend all your day looking at a laptop and you're just trying to like work mm-hmm. through it and, and and muscle through some of the challenges, but leading with your own vulnerability of saying, I am new at this. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing uh, can really uh, help activate the community to to come to your support. Entrepreneurs are often encouraged just to put up this facade of, of success mm-hmm. and hustle that it can be great if you're looking to wow a crowd or maybe win an investment, but mm-hmm. it is not going to open the, the kind of doors for you that if you say like, I'm great at this, but I'm really struggling over here mm-hmm. and I could use some help. Someone's going to come to your aid.
1: Yeah. That's a beauty of, of being connected to a community like that. Uh, and let's talk about different kinds of founders, different kinds of entrepreneurs. So clearly you have those of uh, who may, they're, they've taken the plunge, you know, fully in. So that's what they're doing eight to five. But you know, in this era, there's so many people who have a job, but then have that side hustle, that really has a potential to blow up into a a nice business. So how are you able to work with folks like that who may still have that 9 to 5 that they're doing and so may not be able to come every day? How might a person like that approach AU?
0: Yeah, we've seen a few different folks in that position. I can think of one young woman who I won't name because I don't know if her day job is aware of mm-hmm. her entrepreneurial activities, but okay. uh, I know that she, she is a member of the AU. She has an e-commerce company that has been uh, growing and scaling, and at some point, that will likely become her full-time okay. uh, thing. But she's here on in evenings and weekends and, and participates when she can, but also is in that transition from, from having a full-time focus to mm-hmm. taking that plunge. Um, uh, which is see, a big step. That's
1: so great to hear because a lot of people really do want to be able to do that. They have, as I, everybody calls it, a side hustle now or something that they're passionate about. Then some of them don't even know that they have money-making potential and being a part of a, you can help them understand how do I monetize this better? So I really can turn this passion that I have or something that uh, I see a need for into a business. So you you said they could come evenings, weekends. So with a person who, uh, who still is in their day job, how would they just do the same thing, just email? Uh, would you be available for like Zoom meetings or meeting after 5 o'clock to give them some guidance?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And we're also in the process of uh, opening applications shortly for a program called Idea to Entrepreneur, okay. which is uh, really geared towards those early stage founders, hmm. idea stage founders who... Okay have a full-time job but they're not looking to make the plunge they have an idea and they don't know if it's viable yet okay um, so it does start with a, a one-day boot camp um, that is in person with a um, a serial founder named Chris Hively who's been involved with Techstars and the startup community for a long time okay uh, co-founder of MapQuest back in the day was his oh, first wow. uh, yeah cool. so that sort of dates his beginning sorry Chris <laughs> um and uh and then it's 3 months we we give them a free AU membership for 3 months and okay. we provide ongoing programming during that time and then at the end we do a celebration and they have the option if they want to pitch their their startup idea to a friendly community um and that really it's all free it is intended for exactly those folks that that maybe have a side hustle or an idea of one mm-hmm. and they're they are miles away from quitting their day job But they want to explore it and they want to figure out if it's viable in a smart way and get some guidance on how to do that. Uh, And it's a fast track really to figure that out.
1: What's the name of that program again? Idea to Entrepreneur. Idea to Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And is that on your website? It is, yeah. Programs tab
0: and then uh,
1: there it is. Ideas to Entrepreneurs. I want everyone out there who's thinking about, uh, who has an idea to think about doing something like that. And another thing I have found, a, a lot of times when people think of entrepreneurs, particularly tech entrepreneurs, they think of somebody who's, you know, early 20s and just came up with an idea or was in school and then started business. What And, and I'd like to encourage, certainly that's definitely a part of the entrepreneur community, but I see a lot of folks who may have be finishing one career or want to do a career switch at mid-career. What about those older founders? What kind of encouragement would you give them if they're thinking about, you know, should, is this a time for me to do this? And, can I take advantage of some of these resources, but they're feeling like maybe that the the season is too far gone for them.
0: I wish I had the exact stat at the top of my head, but the, the average age of the most successful founder, I believe, is in their 50s. So wow. we glamorize these stories of college dropout, 20-something entrepreneurs, uh, because that is what the media has identified as a tech entrepreneur. But the successful entrepreneurs are not those folks, and the reason is, your average nineteen-year-old college dropout doesn't know the industry they're trying to solve. Right? Doesn't have the life experience necessarily. Mm-hmm. They may have brilliance in some areas, but they can't compete with an industry veteran who has had a thirty-year career, who right. really knows an industry space and has seen a, ch- a challenge or a problem that mm-hmm. they think they have a better solution for. Who can? Such a good point. Uh, who can really bring that experience to bear and and make smarter choices and uh, right. And make it happen. So I would say there is no too late for entrepreneurship. Hmm. I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah.
1: My fellow 50-year-olds, you hear that? <laughs> Tim said it's never too late. Come on, fellow 50-somethings. Let's call AU. Let's get Let's rolling. Do it. <laughs> Let,
0: we'll, start a, we'll start a program for did entrepreneur 50s edition. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. And I'll come. I will come. <laughs> I will definitely come. So this has been so exciting. Um, oh, I know what I was going to ask you, Tim. I was going to say, because we know there are a lot of resources, is is there sort of a continuum of what the resources would be like, you know, start with AU, then go move to incubator stage or, you know, what's sort of the continuum of resources in this, uh, in the triangle area? And not, you don't have necessarily call them by name, but the type of resources that an entrepreneur would be looking at at different stages of starting their business.
0: Yeah, there's a wide range and they fit together in different ways and overlap. And um, I would say that AU is a great starting place because we do have that community of early stage founders. AU membership doesn't necessarily go away unless you your company is so successful that you sort of graduate into your own physical space or you go to a fully virtual company or something like that. Okay. A lot of our members, while they are members, are also participating in accelerators like like Techstars or one of those. Okay. Or in some of the local programs like Grow at CED or others because that'll sort of boost them to the next level as okay. well. The With the three to, to seven universities in the area, mm-hmm. um, almost everybody has one connection or another to those institutions, and so are accessing resources from them as well. Um, That's really good point. So we encourage really people to look point. to that yes. as, a, as a resource too.
1: Wow. And and in the universities, programs like uh, incubators, I-Corps, um, other resources, I mean, there's just, is there a... And and maybe you all just just have this, but a, a location on your website or anywhere where more of these resources in the area can be found.
0: There is a great resource, not our website, but TechWire, WRAL's TechWire has a okay. uh, a guide to the entrepreneurship e- so ecosystem here. So okay. it has categories for accelerators and funding sources and grants and co-working spaces. Wow. Say that
1: uh, again. What's a, what is it's it? It's
0: uh, TechWire is the name of the platform. Okay. Uh, and it's their entrepreneurship guide.
1: Okay. Because I it, it just saddens me when I hear people say they want to get into entrepreneurship, but they don't know where to get started. I was talking to a young woman just the other day, and she said, I don't know where to get started. I was like, there's so much available. So much available, and for you know, very, very little cost, and they can. It doesn't cost to sit down and talk to you, does it? If they want to have a meeting with you, or, absolutely okay? not. <laughs> <laughs> So I hear that, and and I'm 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 still holding on to that fifty somethings entrepreneur. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> I'm feeling that Tim. We're gonna do something about that. Uh, let's see. I'm just again so excited to have actually been able to c- come over to AU and see some of the things you all are doing and and see just the folks walking around and, and actually experiencing those resources, it, it's an amazing. So I, I'm really hoping to encourage folks uh, to do that because, uh, you know, don't take your dreams to the grave. Come on, we got too many resources for you right here.
0: And I would, I would add to that that uh, you asked about uh, being able to access resources if you are, are outside of Durham.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Many or most communities have something like the right. AU. Uh, the AU has, has the benefit of having been around for 10 years at this point, so it's built up an established base. But finding that, that local alternative if you're not in Durham Is critical. And when folks come to the AU, but they say, oh, actually, I'm in Danville, I say, the AU might be a resource for you, but there are options in Danville or wherever. How
1: how do they find them? How would they find them in their communities?
0: Um, Some of them, I'm able to make introductions. Uh, Some of them, I'm able to maybe point them in the right direction to someone who can. Um, We found, I think we found particularly in the pandemic that you can sustain relationships virtually, but it's really hard to build those initial relationships Mm. uh, unless you have the opportunity to spend time in person. So I always say look for what the in-person opportunities are in your community first. Okay. Uh, because that's where you're going to find, I think, the most immediate value and the the better, stronger connections that will help you.
1: Okay. And those in-person activities, you're right. So if, if you're in a community and you're wondering, I mean, you can certainly reach out to Tim, but would they, if they do a search for like uh, accelerators or would that be one way
0: I think a great starting point is to to use meetup.com meetup. um, okay. and just find a some sort of tech or entrepreneurship meetup in your area even if it's not exactly your focus oh, that's try cool. showing up to meetup.com that okay yeah, exactly and there'll be we host a few meetups at the AU we have a, a web3 crypto one we have a, a content creators one that EarFluence, the the broadcast production studio okay. is a part of uh, influence, and, and <laughs> even if you go to one of those and you're not there for the actual topic, you will meet people who are connected, and uh, and they can be your first resource to, okay. to make those introductions.
1: Such valuable information, truly. Nobody needs to be out here alone and not trying and trying to figure this out all by themselves. I mean, exactly. there, there's just too much that's available. Well, I, I would love to hear. I don't know if you have any more stories, but the stories are so exciting. But we will definitely
0: be—I'm
1: I'm coming back over to visit. <laughs> Please.
0: Yeah, I can tell stories, but the people to hear the stories from are the founders and entrepreneurs, and I'd love to introduce you to some of those folks Oh, that as would well. be
1: fantastic. So when I come over, it's, uh, we'll maybe get—see uh, if we can get a couple of them to weigh in with us, have a conversation with us. I would, that would be absolutely fantastic. Let's do it. All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Tim. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for listening and to learn more about American Underground. You can visit AmericanUnderground.com. Please, please, please do this. And I am still pulling for our 50-something-year-olds. I may have to do a a show just on that. Let's reach some of these more mature entrepreneurs and give them that inspiration Mm -hmm. to step out and use these resources because they are there. So I am Pamela McCauley, and it has been a joy to have you with me, Tim. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for all that you're doing with American Underground. Uh, I'm sure it's making such a difference for your community and for your founders. I will talk to you soon. Signing off, Dr. Pamela McCauley. Bye-bye.